0: Hello. 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 It is really good to be able to come and bring the Word on such an amazing day to see Miguel dedicated. Um, I've really missed seeing babies. I didn't think I would miss seeing babies as much as I have um, this last year. So um, it's really beautiful to see um, you here. We're going to come to the Word and we're in a series at the minute, kind of a three-week mini-series of headlines. Looking at the vision that Tim unpacked at the beginning of January and which David started digging deeper into last week, as we're looking at what it is to become a people who are stronger in faith, deeper in prayer, and bolder in witness. And today we're going to look at deeper in prayer, what it is to become deeper in prayer. Now, this is an invitation to the whole of Wellspring, anyone who's connecting in with our church family. We're looking at what it is to be deeper in prayer. So, if we're going deeper, is it fair to assume without being rude to anyone in the room or at home that right now we're shallow or at least shallower than we will be when we become deeper in prayer so we're going to talk about what it is um, to be deeper and acknowledge what it is to currently be a little bit more shallow I'm not insulting anyone um, so please don't email in and complain um, be, um, because I'm not calling you shallow, but the Lord is saying there is something deeper for us. Now, one of the things I want you to imagine. Now, maybe on a snowy day, it's harder to imagine this. But imagine you're at the seaside. Oh my gosh! Just imagine, imagine, imagine you're standing there on the beach, and the water is just sort of sloshing around. And you know that moment where you go and you go and you you just to have your toes in. You're just doing a little bit of paddling. And then if you're really brave and you're suitably attired, you might just sort of wade out a bit deeper Then there comes the pain threshold, which we all know is around the stomach area. When you have to commit, you're either, there's a point of no return when you go, I am really swimming now, I'm going point, past the point of no return. And then you might eventually swim. I don't know where you are in that whole picture in your prayer life. If you feel like, right, I'm right on the beach, or no, I'm out there swimming, or actually I think I'm at the painful point of, the cold is really impacting me right now. Wherever you are, I want to encourage you, we're going deeper. Now a couple of years ago our small family of six went on this amazing holiday to Croatia. I'm just going to pause for a moment. I'm just going for a happy moment there. It was an amazing holiday and one of the things we did was we went on a boat around the islands, sort of island hopping. Um, It was very exciting, never done anything like that before and um, we got you know to go and sort of see these various different beautiful bays and in one place they they pulled up the boat. Do you pull up a boat? I think you moor it, don't you? They stopped, they dropped anchor, I think they did that. Um, And we were allowed to kind of jump off or climb off the boat and go swimming. Now, at this point, there were two ways that we could swim. We could do um, swimming on the surface, or we could use snorkels and really put our face in and begin to see what was underneath. And there there was wrecks of boats underneath and amazing fish and planty things. And we could kind of put our heads in and be a bit more immersed in the depth of the sea. Or we could hold our breath, you know, take a big breath, stop breathing through the snorkel or we'd drown, and we could dive down deeper. Now, obviously, if we had oxygen tanks, we could really go for this, but we didn't. Um, Well, didn't pay that much for the trip. Um, But we were able to go snorkeling and you could go in the water. I think it is possible to be out of your depth in water but still swimming in the shallows, still floating along the surface of the water and not actually going deeper. Whereas we had this opportunity on this amazing holiday that I just like to reminisce about a little bit longer because it's been so long, um, we were able to go down deeper. I think prayer is a little bit like being in the sea. It is possible to feel out of our depth. It is possible to feel like we're really fully immersed. It's possible to feel like, wow, we're really in a deep thing. We're really close to God. We're really intimate with him. And he's saying, but there's still more. You're still in the shallows, even though you're out of your depth. There's still a depth of my presence to be able to explore, a depth of my presence to be able to experience. And in the place of prayer, it really is about discovering the presence of Jesus himself, understanding the presence that we're in of the Father, experiencing the Holy Spirit in all his fullness. It is going in deep. It's going in for a deep dive, as it were. Now, we're going to come to our text now. Now, this is a text that David started last week, um, the first part, or kind of the middle part actually of a story, which we're picking up in Acts 4. Now, just before I read our text, just a little bit of context. So Peter and John had been going to the temple. They'd seen a lame man. The lame man wanted um, to have kind of money. They said, we don't have any money. We'll give you what we have. They prayed for him in the name of Jesus, and he was healed. So he then began leaping and dancing. And then that drew a crowd. In drawing the crowd, it drew the opposition. And so Peter and John then got arrested, which is a shame in some ways. Um, They got arrested, put in jail overnight. The next day they were kind of brought before the legal authorities and there they had this kind of trial going on where they realised, the authorities realised, well we can't really hold them anymore so we're going to scare them and threaten them and then send them home assuring ourselves because we've scared them so badly that they will never speak about Jesus again. So that was the context of the story. Now if you've got your Bibles, let's pick up the story from Acts 4 verse 23. And I'm just going to read it to you. It will come up on the screens as well. As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. O oh, sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. You spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying... Why were the nations so angry? This is quoting from Psalm 2, by the way. They're drawing their knowledge of scriptures in. Why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. In fact, this has happened here in this very city. For Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate the governor, the Gentiles and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servant, great boldness in preaching your word." Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and then they preached the word with great boldness. It's fascinating to me really when we look at being stronger in faith, deeper in prayer and bolder in witness that really deep in prayer kind of holds this whole thing together the strength of our faith, the boldness of our witness is really determined by the experience and the encounter we have with Jesus. The the deeper in prayer holds everything together. Now, I'm going to share a few thoughts about how, from this story of the first followers of Christ, if you like, how their example of prayer can encourage us to go deeper. Now, it's not a formula. I'm not giving you a formula that you will be able to say, okay, I'm going to put this in practice like you know, ticking this and crossing this and the end result is this cookie cutter deeper in prayer. No, what we're going to suggest here is basically some headlines, some things I hope will help you connect with the invitation that the Lord is giving us, to connect with the truth that we can glean from this scripture, the examples that are set before the disciples and glean something of the yes, but how can we respond to this invitation from Jesus to go deeper in prayer. So um, three little thoughts all in pairs looking at the shallow versus the deep to help us glean some things. So firstly um, we get this from the very beginning. So Peter and John were heading out of the kind of the jail environment And they obviously went home, had a cup of tea, put their feet up, recovered from the ordeal. No, 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 no. That would have been the shallow response. They went for deeper. And what they did was connect with their people, with the tribe of believers. So I want to say here, independence is shallow. Interdependence takes us deeper. So independence would be their individualistic response, would be their way to self-protect themselves, would be their way to put their own things first. But instead, they chose interdependence and instead of retreating, they reconnected and they recognised that actually the people they needed to be with were the people of faith. And what they went to do is they went to talk to them. They unloaded their experience. They downloaded their stories. They shared testimony of what had happened. But then instead of just talking, which we're all quite good at, they prayed. They turned their conversations with each other into a conversation with Jesus. They automatically were interdependent. Their experience required each other and God So they didn't disconnect, they didn't become independent. Now, in these beautiful days that we're navigating our way through of COVID living, it's important we understand that independence is not the same as isolation. Many of us are living a more isolated experience. Well, in fairness, all of us are living a more isolated experience, but some are definitely isolated. But it is possible to be isolated and still interdependent, still really connected with the body of believers that you are part of. It is also really possible to be living in a really crowded full home life existence and not be interdependent, but still live independently. Jesus' invitation for us to go deeper in prayer requires us to consider how independent we are versus our interdependency with one another. Now I know, I'm gonna give you an example of this without outing anyone. Um, So I'm a member of various different teams, which is fun and a privilege. And this conversation about being stronger in faith, deeper in prayer, bolder in witness, has been discussed in different contexts that I've been in. And in most contexts that I've been in, the response has been, what is your part of this? How are you going to be deeper in prayer? But I wanna suggest that's a very independent, response and that is likely to keep us shallow what I think we need to be asking each other is a more interdependent question how are we going to be deeper in prayer how am I going to help you how are you going to help me how am I going to help you how are you going to help me how are we going to become deeper in prayer because if it's just down to well as long as Tim goes deeper in prayer quickly followed by David and we're fine. This church is going really deep. Have you seen our leaders? Like it's amazing. We don't need to worry about it. That is an independent disconnect, is delegating our part of this invitation. It's kind of outsourcing the very presence of Jesus that we're being invited into. So I've got this smart watch. It's really smart. Actually, in fairness, it's not that smart. It can tell me I'm not moving. But in fairness I know that already <laughs> and I have to tell it when I'm running how smart is that it's like can't need to figure out I'm running probably because the speed is so slow it's going like what are you doing <laughs> but anyway um, on my smartphone it kind of it counts my steps and I've got this target you know of how many steps I want to do in a day and a few days ago I really hadn't done many steps at all and so Tim and I were talking and he was just about to go out for a walk and I asked him I was actually serious but he didn't think I was I actually asked him if he'd take my watch with him <laughs> so that you know my step count would be a little bit higher for the day now, he laughed in such a way that I thought, oh, I probably shouldn't push this. But I was genuinely serious. I wanted my count to go off a little bit more. So I thought that would be a way to do it. You see, this is what we often do with prayer is we delegate it out. Yeah. We take an independent choice. I don't actually need to be part of this for us to be doing this. But that's like me sending my watch out to do my steps without my feet. I need to be interdependent. If I want my steps, I need my feet to move. If we want to go deeper in prayer, we've got to go deeper in prayer immerse ourselves in the presence of God okay as this passage continues so you've got the disciples they met together they prayed together that was the automatic interdependent deep response we then go through some beautiful they draw on the scriptures and then after sort of all the scriptures have been drawn out which is a beautiful way we need to you know when we're grounded in the word of God we're more likely to be fruitful of the word of God but that's another sermon for another day Um, in verse 29 we read this bit The the disciples are praying. They say this. Oh, now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servant's great boldness in preaching your word. So here comes the, you know, the boldness in witness. But in this bit, I just want to bring two points out. This is opposition versus opportunity. Opposition is the shallow side and opportunity is the deep side. Now, hear what's going on. They say, hear their threats, O God. Now, they were not in a safe time. They were being threatened. Their very lives was being threatened. But instead of saying, oh Lord, protect us, which would be reasonable, wouldn't it? I mean, you know, if you're being threatened with death, wouldn't it be reasonable to say, Lord, could you protect us? They didn't. They didn't look at the opposition any more than acknowledging it and bringing it to the Lord. Instead, they saw the opportunity that Jesus would have to take them into places that they wouldn't otherwise go, to bring them alongside people they wouldn't otherwise connect with, to take the gospel into places because they were being arrested, they were being taken into this place. And this is a challenge for us now. We are living in what we feel like, because they are like, dangerous days. This virus is horrible. And we know because we know people in this room who have treated people. It's horrible, right? Nobody wants to get sick. But how much have we prayed for protection versus opportunity? You see, the deepening prayer is that we acknowledge don't know where that came from, (laughs) acknowledge, I'm bilingual, I just don't know what the other language was, but we acknowledge, we acknowledge there is a threat, but instead of making that threat bigger than Jesus, we recognize that he's on the throne, any threat is not a threat when we know who's on the throne, because again, the individualism of independent versus interdependence, If it's all about me, myself and I, then my experience in this world, my life, my health, my, my, my is the most important thing. So I pray to protect everything that I want. But if we're interdependent and if we're recognizing the opportunity of Jesus, then whatever happens to my life, I submit it to him and I say, it's not my will, but yours be done. So when we want to go deeper in prayer, it is submitting into the place that actually my life is an opportunity for you. And in every experience I encounter, instead of praying for me, myself and I, I pray for your opportunity to be realized in this occasion. So the shallow part is just focusing on the opposition, on the scary stuff, on the negative stuff. Now, the thing that I love about these disciples, they weren't in denial They weren't saying, oh, no, the threat doesn't exist. Oh, no, there's a link I could do with COVID. When I get political, I won't get there. But they weren't in denial. They weren't pretending that nothing's happening, going, la, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. No, no, no. They recognised the threat. But they recognised Jesus was bigger. And for us, that is our call of the deep. Yes, things are difficult Yes, things are really hard, but the call of the deep says he is bigger, he is greater, he is worth our focus even more, his opportunity. Would we dare to pray for boldness in these days? Would we dare to do it? That is the invitation of the deep. Okay, as the passage goes on, and we're just coming to the end, they begin to ask for the miracles. Stretch out your hand, Lord. Do whatever you want to do. What a great request. What a great prayer to say, Lord, don't make this about me. Do whatever you want to do. That would be amazing, Lord, if you would bring these miracles in. But then at verse 31, after this prayer, the meeting place shook. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They preached the word of God with boldness it's the vision fulfilled right there isn't it they prayed and there was boldness but just let's not rush this for a second in this after this prayer two things happened one was their meeting place shook and two they were filled again with the Holy Spirit now my final point of this um, of shallow and deep is the shallow is the moment deep is the momentum. Let me explain what I mean. Just two chapters before, a matter of days arguably for the disciples, they had been waiting in the upper room when the Holy Spirit descended upon them, tongues of fire and everything was getting all shaky and noisy and they began speaking in tongues and they made such a commotion that people on the outside began to hear and were drawn to their presence. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and thousands of people came to the Lord, right? That was just in chapter two. Just two chapters before. Now, just a few days later, the same is happening. Now, the significance of this is they weren't riding in the moment that had gone, saying, we're full enough. We've had this amazing experience, and we're going to ride on that experience for the rest of our lives. No, that was shallow. The depth, the invitation to the deep is saying, there is more than you've experienced before. You might have been part of this great upper room experience, and you might have had flames on your head, and you might have spoken in tongues, but now... Now there is more. There is still more of my spirit to fill you, says the Lord. There is still more of your situation to be shaken. Now, I love the fact that these disciples were in a meeting place and the meeting place shook. Because I think we're living in days where all of our structures that once brought us security, all of our structures that once made us feel safe, all of our structures that once felt familiar are shaking. And it's good. Well, I mean, it's painful and it's annoying and I'm over it, but it's good for what the Lord wants to do, just being honest. It's good for what the Lord wants to do. Why? Because he wants to bring in, as we've heard from other prophetic words, on other occasions, the new wine for the new wineskin. He's creating something new. He is not off the throne going, oh, my gosh, I didn't see this coming. He's so on the throne and so sovereign and saying, okay, you've had moments before where you felt me and experienced me. You've had moments before where you've known me, but that was a moment. Don't live in that. Live with the momentum. Be filled again. Go deep again. Experience me again. Let my spirit shake your circumstances again. Are you willing to let him? I mean, the shaking's happening, right? That's going to happen with or without your permission because as good as you are, you don't have the power. That's going to happen. But the rest, if the Holy Spirit will fill us, how open are we? How willing are we to ask the Lord to stretch out your hand? Not so that we have this amazing experience, but so that his name is glorified and the opportunities that he wants to take are realized. So the shallow is independent. The shallow is focusing on the opposition, just seeing the threat. The shallow is getting stuck in moments and not moving beyond them, but the deep is our interdependence. The deep is Jesus' opportunity with whatever he wants to do with our lives. The deep is his Holy Spirit bringing the momentum into our lives that will propel us into his purposes. Do you want to be shallow? Or do you want to be deep? Do you want to stay where you are and think, well, it's good enough? Like, I'm getting by. I feel the presence of the Lord. I know he answers my questions and I get a car parking space every time I need one. Do you want to stay where you are or do you want to go deeper? Well, if you want to go deeper, I believe the invitation is that, well, then connect more. Become interdependent. If you want to go deeper, then with your interdependent relationships across Wellspring Church, Seek together the opportunities that the Lord is giving you. If you want to go deeper, allow the Holy Spirit to bring his momentum to propel us forward. It'll have been shaken up. It will be different than we might have imagined it would be. But we will be deeper, immersed in the presence of God aware of Jesus at all times, so filled with the Holy Spirit that we spill him wherever we go. In just a minute, we're going to listen to a song. And I'm really grateful that the the author of this song um, is a guy called Andy Flanagan. And with his permission, we're sharing this song. Now, I first heard this song it uh, sort of in 2017, in the autumn of 2017, when the Lord brought a great shaking into my securities and, and just messed up a whole heap of things in my life and just redirected a lot of my path. And I heard this song at this time and it, it ruined me in a good way. If, do you understand what I mean by that? It ruined me in a good way. It, it helped me connect with the Lord. And I want you to allow this song to minister to you and to catch hold of what the Lord is saying. The song is called Drowning in the Shallow. And there's a couple of lines in it. There is an invitation for Holy Spirit, fall down on me. And I want to encourage you to make that your heart's prayer as the song goes. Holy Spirit, fall down on me. And he sings in the song, only when I swim, I feel alive the pull to the deep. And there's another line in it where he says, he was playing for a draw when there's a guaranteed win. Holy Spirit, I just ask that as we listen to this song, you will speak to us and seal in our hearts and spirits what you want to say, pulling us deeper, inviting us deeper. And I pray across Wellspring Church, In this moment live and in the connecting catch-up moments, Lord, for us as a church, draw us deeper. Deeper and deeper and deeper for your glory. Amen. Let's listen to this song.